0: Welcome to the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things ed tech easy to digest. I am Marshall Beyer, and today we are going to be discussing Google Meet. We again will be joined by my friend and colleague, Satara Ali. In this episode, we're gonna talk about all the changes Google has made to Google Meet, including the integration with Google Classroom. We're also gonna cover how you can use it with students, not only during this period of distance learning, but in the future as well. So without further ado, let's get started. Thank you guys for joining us today. Today, we are going to be talking about Google Meet and how we can use it with our students, with colleagues, with other teachers and whatnot. Google Meet is like uh, Zoom. It's a chat service that Google provides, and we can use it in both chat and video. And so we're going to talk about different ways that we can use it. And yeah, so let's go ahead and let's get started.
1: Just wanted to give you a basic what is Google Meet. It's just a video conferencing app. So it's just like what we're doing here in Zoom, except it's through Google. And Meet utilizes Hangouts for chat. So sometimes you'll hear Google Meet referred to as Google Hangouts Meet. It's the same exact thing. Google Hangouts is the chat version. Google Meet is the video. And a lot of the times if you're looking up stuff online, you'll get Google Hangouts Meet as the source or as the name. It's the same exact thing. So if you want to start a Google Meet, there's three basic ways you can start them because Google Meet isn't just to talk to your students. You can talk to your colleagues, your PLCs, just people at your school. One way to start a Google Meet is by visiting meet.google.com. Click join or start a meeting and then you just invite people right away. So you're just starting a meeting impromptu. Another way is by going to your Google Calendar and making an appointment within your calendar, and you can actually add a conferencing within the calendar itself, and you can add Google Hangouts Meet right there. And so it creates a meeting link for you, everything within the calendar on a specific date and time. And the third way, which is I feel the easiest and the best way as a teacher to communicate with my students would be enabling the link in each classroom and having the students click the link. That is going, we're gonna talk about all three of these in more detail, But definitely if you're going to have the video conferencing with your students through Google Meet, definitely I would suggest do it through Google Classroom.
0: Okay, so when you visit meet.google.com, you're going to be shown a couple things. So um, you're going to see a big green bar that says join or start a meeting. So if you click that, you can either join a meeting or you can start a meeting. That's like Satara said, if you wanted to just do like a quick impromptu, like I want to just do a meeting right now, go to meet.google.com, click on the green button, and you can start your meeting and you can start inviting people. You can type in a nickname for your meeting. So this would give, this is what, if you were doing it with students outside of a classroom, this is what you would give your students to join your meeting. And then, so you can type in your, your meeting uh, nickname, and then now you're going to be shown the preview screen. And so it's going to give you your meeting nickname. It's going to show you if your camera is on or off. So at the bottom, you're going to have a circle with the microphone and a circle with the camera. If the circle with the camera is red, that tells you that your camera is off. If it's not, then that's telling you that your camera is on. And then you're going to have a button that says join. So then now you can go and you can start, you can join that meeting that you created.
1: And then one thing I just wanted to add real quick is when I was testing this, it let me as a teacher create my meeting nickname with a period. But then when I went to try to join it as a student, it wouldn't accept the period from the student side. So that's why I just put that little hint in there that the nicknames don't seem to like using periods. I don't know why, Hmm. but just avoid it. I don't know about (laughs) other um, symbols. I never tried them. Um, Once I was frustrated with the period, I just took it out. But definitely let me know if other symbols work. Okay, so if you wanted to create the meeting in Google Classroom, you would go to your Google Classroom. So if you're a secondary teacher, you would have to do this in each of your Google Classrooms and in elementary, if you have a different Google Classroom for each subject, you can do this in every single Google Classroom that you have for each subject or just pick one. So you would go to Google Classroom and you would go to your settings, little settings cog in the upper right hand corner. And then you would scroll about halfway down in the settings until you see the symbol of the green camera where it says Meet. You'll want to click where it says Generate Meet link and you will now have your very own Google Meet link for you and your students for that specific class. Then there's going to be a button right below it that allows you to toggle to make that link visible to students or not visible to students. You can make it visible to students 24-7, it doesn't matter the students will not be able to get into that meeting link without you being present. And this is the only way that happens. If you start a meeting any other way through Google meet and those students get a hold of the link, they can go into that meeting this way. They can have the link forever. They could copy and paste it into their web browser anytime they want. And the meeting will not start unless you are there.
0: So this is what it would look like if you enable that link to appear in your Google classroom. So you have, your the name of your classroom and stuff at the top and then they're going to have the meeting link is going to be right underneath the title of the class so it's going to be on the banner of the home page and it's going to be under the classwork uh, tab as well so students can log on like if you you know put a message in google classroom like hey we're going to do a, a hangout meet today at three o'clock or whatever then they can just go to google classroom click on that link and if you are in it then they'll be they'll be able to get in. If you're not in that meeting already, they're gonna get some message saying that they're not allowed to create meetings because we we disabled that on our end on the admin side. We disabled where they students are not allowed to create meetings. They're only allowed to join meetings. So if you're not in your meet and they try to log in before you, they're gonna get an error message saying that they're not basically they're not allowed to create meetings. So um, doing it through Google classroom really shores up and has that ability where they can't join a meeting before you get in there.
1: And so another way, the third way that you can create a meeting through Google meet is to use your Google calendar. So the very first step is to click on your waffle and go to your calendar. And the second step would be to click the plus create, or you can also just double click on the actual calendar space that you like. And then the third part is you're going to wanna just fill out all the information and in that little box that comes up, you won't see a space to actually add the conferencing. You'll have to click more options. And then once you click more options and you'll be able to click to add the conferencing and select the Google Meet. And then this is where you could also add the guests so you can type in their email addresses or you could copy and paste the link. Now, if you copy and paste the link and you send it to your students, you will need to copy and paste it right before the meeting so you need to be in that room before you send them the link because if you copy and paste the link that you have created this way they will be able to get in the meeting whenever so this isn't the most secure way to have the meeting but it is an easy way if you want to have office hours you can just set it up in your Google Calendar that way you know and then you can post this link into Google Classroom or email it out whenever you wanna have those office hours.
0: This would also be a great way if you were going to do a Google Meet with you know, your PLC or other colleagues or even teachers at other sites. And this would be a great way to do that. Just to kind of piggyback on what Satara was saying, if you wanted to do office hours, you could set up office hours like in your Google Classroom, like underneath you can post it like on the stream and just say my office hours are Fridays at from this time to this time and then force them to go through that link. So then you know that they're not going to get into it before, but it's just kind of how you want to have it set up. But that's just another kind of option that you have.
1: All right. And then this slide talks about how to prevent students from being in the meeting without you. What you'll want to do is anytime you start a meeting, regardless of if you use the link in classroom or not, you as a teacher need to be the last person to leave the meeting. Uh, If the teacher is the last person to leave the meeting, then after 30 seconds, the entire room actually closes out, and the student won't be able to reopen that room themselves. And it's especially secondary level or even elementary. If your students don't leave, you can kick them out. So you can click on the people tab, and you can click on the individual name, and there's a circle with a minus sign in it, and you can individually kick the students out. That way, you can be the last person to leave. If you are not the last person, the meeting room will not close. And then the second thing is, don't share the meet link with them, only the nicknames or if you go into Google Classroom. So if you were to go to meet.google.com and you were to create your own Google Meet meeting, in that box that popped up where you saw my example of Mrs. Ali period one, that is that little nickname that you would share with your students because that would be what they would type into the box. And since they are not allowed to create a meeting, that meeting link, that code, won't work unless you are actually in the meeting itself. So the only ways that would be the easiest for you to actually run a Google Meet with your students would be to have them either click the link through Google Classroom or give them just the little code that you made up for your class, like Mrs. Ali period one.
0: Okay, so then now if you wanted to see your students while you are sharing your screen so like we're using zoom right now and i'm sharing my screen and it gives me a little pop-up window when you do that in google meet it doesn't give you the little pop-up window so what you can do is you can just split your screen and so you could be sharing your screen on one side and then you can have your google meet on the other and so that way you can see your students and then you can look at the powerpoint or the whatever that you're sharing with them and so if you're doing it on a Chromebook, it's really easy. All you have to do is do alt and then the little brackets and it'll shift the screen either to the left or to the right. Um, if you're on a windows machine or a Mac or something, you can just click and drag and they kind of have it built in with a Mac. You have to, it doesn't really build, it's not really built in, but with windows it is, and you can just drag and it'll, kind of highlight the section and it'll split the screens that way. But if you're doing it on a Chromebook there, these are nice little uh, keyboard shortcuts that you can use to kind of split your screen real quick.
1: And so when you first start the meeting, you'll see this screen. You're not technically in the meeting yet. It looks like you are, but you're not. This is just a little check. But if you have this screen, the students can still get into the meeting. So you have technically started the meeting when you are on this screen check. So, when you're on here, if you're doing a Google Meet with like your PLC, or colleagues, you can stay on the screen for however long you want, but what I suggest is if you are holding a Google Meet with your students, once you're on the screen, click join now right away. Otherwise, your students are going to be in the actual meeting room without you. But this is kind of nice that Google Meet allows you to check your camera, your microphone. If you're going to be screen sharing, you can actually start the screen sharing here now, before you actually get into the meeting. That way, if you didn't want your students to see your face or if you were in a PLC meeting with your colleagues, you could just have the presentation up already.
0: Yeah, and to do that, instead of clicking join now, you would just click present and then that's gonna share your screen and then you would just start off your meet with just your screen shared automatically instead of it being you and then switching to sharing the screen. Okay, so now we're going to go over, once you're in your meeting, some of the controls that you have. So at the top, you're going to see who is present, so how many people are in your meet. You're going to have your chat section, and then going down towards the bottom, you're going to have your vertical three dots, which is your more options section. So that's where Satara talked about, like, if you wanted to kick out students at the end, like, that's going to be under the more, um, or no, that's going to be in the people section, sorry. So if you wanted to screen share from here, you would click on the present now. If you wanted to have automatic closed captioning, you can turn that on here. Satara and I tried it and it actually works really well. If you've ever used the feature in Google Slides, it works exactly the same. You would just turn it on and then when you're talking, it's going to pull up the closed captioning for you. If you want to turn your camera on or off, you have your toggle there for your camera. If you wanted to once you're ready to end the meeting, you're going to click the the little phone to hang up. If you want to mute or unmute yourself, you're gonna click on your microphone there. And then in the bottom left is your more details section where it's gonna give you the link to the meet and those types of things and joining information, those, all that information is gonna be under the meeting details.
1: And then so if you were to click on the three vertical dots, it gives you a few more options. Record the meeting. So I know if we are on Zoom and if you are on Zoom on your Chromebook, Zoom will not allow you to record the meeting. It just won't save locally. You have to be on a separate device. However, in Google Meet, you can record the meeting and it automatically saves to our Google Drive. Thank you, Google. Mm -hmm. You can also change the layout. You can make everything full screen. This is where you can also turn on the captions if you are hiding the bar at the bottom. You can go to the settings and see even more settings that you could have in place. You could use the phone for audio for yourself. And this is also what... You could tell your students to click if they don't have um, good audio or they need to just use their phone for audio. You can have them click the three vertical dots or you yourself can click meeting details on the left and give them the dial-in information. And then if anything ever goes wrong or you need to report a problem, Definitely report the problem because it goes right to Google and then they usually try to fix things So this is why all the updates in Google meet happened is because we had a bunch of teachers reach out to them and report these as problems So the more we report to them the more they'll actually keep up with the changes.
0: Okay, so now we're going to talk about using a, a online whiteboard with Google meet so in unfortunately, there isn't a whiteboard that's connected to Google Meet, but there are two separate um, apps that you can use, and one of them is Canvas and the other one is jamboard and we Sitar and I have both tried these out and they work really well. They have different features and different pros and cons to them, which we 're going to go over, but these are two options that you can use that if you were you know using your Meet to teach a lesson or to teach a concept, those types of things and you wanted to actually work out. You know, If you're teaching a math problem or something like that and you wanted to actually work out, physically work out a problem, these are two nice options that you can use with Google Meet to kind of show your work while you're teaching a virtual lesson.
1: So the first one we're gonna talk about is the <laughs> Canvas whiteboard. I tested all of these on my Chromebook. That's why my writing looks so good, because I could touch the screen. <laughs> so in order to use the Canvas whiteboard, you're gonna to want to share your screen and then you'll go to canvas.apps.chrome and you'll be able to write all over this whiteboard. This is not collaborative. And what I mean by that is you are the only one that could write on this. You cannot share it to anybody. You could save the image from it and then share that saved image, but you cannot invite someone to work on this whiteboard with you. The best way to use this with your students, whether it's Google Meet or Zoom, is you open a new tab and then you could share this tab whether you're sharing this tab through Zoom with screen share or you're sharing this tab through Google Meet where it says present now.
0: This is a Canvas page. So this is what some of your tools look like when you're, when you're on the canvas.apps.chrome website. Um, your home buttons, where you can create a new canvas. You have at the top, you have your undo redo buttons. And then going over, you have your save button is gonna be under the, the three little dots in the top right hand corner. And then looking at your tools you have, you have your color, you have your size. So how, how thin or thick you want the the pen to be, you have different types of pens. You have a pencil, you have um, pens, markers, highlighters, and you have your eraser. So these are just, and it's very, very simple. And these are um, some of the tools that you have when you're using canvas.
1: And then another option for a whiteboard feature is Jamboard. You can find it in your waffle. Or you can go to jamboard.google.com. And this is collaborative, meaning that you can be in it with another person. So Marshall and I were in this at the same time. And so like I was erasing stuff that he was doing because I could. Um, So it's collaborative. So you can share it with others. You can be in it at the same time. But there is no version history. So if I was messing things up like normal middle school students do, there is no way to bring it back other than the person who messed it up hitting undo. Um, But it is really really great for just having a whiteboard feature. You can change a background on this on canvas You couldn't change the background. So on Jamboard you can change the background to have it be different grids or um, Different coordinate planes.
0: So looking at some of our controls here. So we have um, like Sitar talked about at the top um, We have our background so you can change like here. We have a grid you have coordinate planes You can just leave it blank white Um, you also have your undo redo buttons at the top, you have a a clear frame. So that's just going to like clear everything and just leave you with a blank slate at the top there. You'll see like two squares and I'll say one of one, you can create like different cards. So if you were going through and you want to do, I, I don't know why I always go to math, but if you wanted to do like multiple math problems, you could already go in and pre set up and have these set up beforehand and you could create four or five different cards with different problems on them. You can be working them out. And then instead of having to erase, write the new problem out, you already have those problems um, already pre-done for you. And you can just click through, like you're clicking through slides, click through, go to your different cards and work on those. If you wanted to share your your jam, then you would go up just like you would in docs or slides. You would go up to share, type in the the person's email address, and then um, you can share that with them. You have the same type of sharing settings, so you can give them, Editing rights, you can give them viewing rights. And then looking at your toolbar, you have your paintbrush there. So that's tools that you can use to write and color. You have your erase, you have your select tool, you have sticky notes. So if you wanted to actually write text, you can actually add some sticky notes. Um, if you wanted to add an image, so I was thinking, if I'm again, I always go to math, but if I was doing a math problem, I can just pull a problem out of my TE on, you know, the online version of my TE, take a screenshot of it. And now I have that image. I place that image onto my board here. Now I have the problem and I can basically just annotate right over it. And then it has a laser pointer feature too. So if you wanted to kind of highlight things and point to where things are, you, you have that, that option as well.
1: And so one of the options that we showed a little earlier was that you could record your meeting while you are in a Google Meet. So if you recorded your meeting, where is it? I recorded a meeting and I was looking for it and I didn't get it. And then five to 10 minutes later, I got an email from Google that said that your meeting has been recorded. Then when I went in my Google Drive, Google Hangouts Meet created its own folder and the folder says Meet Recordings and all of the recordings automatically go into that folder. So you can record the meeting, and you won't see it right away. Google sends you an email saying that the meeting is all done, it's ready. This email goes to your Gmail account, so it'll go to your turlockusd.org account. The picture I showed you is from Outlook because I forwarded all my emails. Uh, But you'll get the email from Google to your turlockusd.org account. It'll say that your your recording is ready and everything will be right there in your Google Drive. That way you can share it to Google Classroom if you want, or you can just have it there for reference.
0: So this is coming soon. Um, there is an extension that we're going to enable for teachers that is a grid view extension. So if you're using Zoom, you have the option of speaker view and grid view, and speaker view is nice because whoever's talking they take up majority of the screen Um, but it it's it's nice to be able to see everybody in the meeting at one time so i know when i'm using zoom i usually just toggle on the grid view so then i can see everybody so um, we're working on getting this um, approved and enabled for for you guys so this will be coming soon and It'll, it's gonna be an extension in your Chrome browser. So when you're in a Google Meet session, you can click on that and you can enable the grid view like you see here. So um, it's not enabled right now, but uh, when it is, you can click on the link here and it'll take you straight to the extension. You can add it to Chrome. And then when you're in a Google Meet session, you can go to grid view and then you can see all of your students uh, at one time, no matter who's talking. So that concludes episode nine of season two of the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. Make sure to check out the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech website where you can find all the show notes and everything for this episode and previous episodes that can be found at bit.ly slash Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. Like I said, from there, you can Click on the show notes tab to access the notes from this episode and all previous episodes. We also have links to our YouTube channel where our webinars are being uploaded. So go ahead and check that out there on YouTube. If you just search for Taking a Bite Out of EdTech, you should be able to find the channel there. There's also a link on the show notes. Make sure to connect with us on social media. We are always looking to connect with great people and expand our PLNs. For the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast, where we're making all things edtech a little easier to digest, this is Marshall Beyer signing off. I'll catch you next time.